Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another R slash Am I the Jerk here video. Today, we've got a lot of hard-hitting questions, and our first story of the day is from Throwaway three hundred four eight one seven two. Am I the jerk for not wanting to pay for my wife's spending money? Before the birth of our daughter, my wife and I both worked full-time in low to middle-earning jobs, with my wife earning a bit more than I, but not by much. My wife returned to work out of necessity when our daughter was three months old. Her mental health became pretty bad, and she has a minor disability that makes work life a little hard, and she found it a bit worse after having our daughter, but we had to do what we had to do. My wife's nan, who sort of raised her and was her only family, passed away, sadly when our daughter was six months old. My wife inherited everything she owned. It was a big inheritance. Not enough for us to both immediately retire, but a lot. Enough for us to buy a decent house outright, a new car each, and to put some money away for a comfortable retirement. Shortly after her nan died, my wife stopped working and became a stay-at-home mom, partially due to griefs and struggles at her job, and a bit because she always would have preferred to stay home with our daughter. Thing is though, I'd rather not work and be a stay-at-home dad too, but I've been sucking it up because we still need an income to get by. My wife spoke with me recently about how to budget so we can live off just my income. She'd been dipping into her savings to pull her weight, but that's all tied up in investments now. I said if I'm the one who has to work, and I'd rather not, I don't think I should have to spend my money funding her hobbies and spending money. If she chooses not to work, then she can buy clothes at a charity shop instead of new ones and get a friend to cut her hair for free, etc. Or she can get a job working a night shift or start an online business or something to fund her spending money. I don't see why I should have to pay for stuff like her sewing materials and gym membership since I don't benefit from them and they're not my responsibility. I'm happy to pay for stuff for our daughter, seeing as she's my responsibility, so I don't think I'm being unreasonable here. I work 36 hours a week and I already pay for the bills and food. She said that's not fair if I get to enjoy my gym membership and hobbies like video games, but the difference is I'm paying for them with my money. My wife said her inheritance was worth more than if she spent her whole life working, and without that, Both of us would be working anyway and having higher expenses from paying a mortgage and car loans, so I should count that as her contribution and share my money with her. Am I the jerk? I think OP is a big jerk here, mainly because the wife got a big inheritance. And that wife turned around and spent that whole inheritance on a retirement plan, a decent house outright, a new car each. So the wife went and did all of that for the both of you and set you up for the rest of your lives. And then OP turns around and starts having trouble justifying paying for her stuff too. Is it fair of the wife to expect OP to keep on working while they stay at home? I'd like to know your guys' thoughts in the comments down below. Our next story is from TA Account 2808. Am I the jerk for not helping my sister with her IVF solely because of her husband? I'm 34-year-old female. My sister Meg, 31-year-old female, cheated on my ex-brother-in-law Josh with his best friend Liam. They did it for over four years until Josh found out and broke up. 
Liam and Meg have been officially together for five years. My ex-brother-in-law has been my best friend since elementary school, and my sister knew him through me, and despite me saying that it would make things uncomfortable, she insisted on hitting on him until he noticed and they started dating. My relationship with Meg took a toll on me, because I was annoyed with her for doing this to my best friend. But we never cut contact because of my nephew, her son with Josh, and my godson. One year ago, I received a large amount of money, inheritance, and because I have a good financial condition, I decided that half would go to help my parents and siblings. My parents received 50%, and my siblings, four of them, 12.5% each. My parents decided to renovate the house, Two of my brothers paid off their house debts. My other sister asked if she could pay for her IVF treatment with her girlfriend with that money, and I said yes. At no time did I control how they wanted to spend their money. Well, Meg was super happy with my help and talked about paying for her IVF with Liam, his infertility, and I hesitated. I'm still best friends with Josh, and I can tell you what they did with him caused years of therapy to get him to start thinking about dating someone. I don't talk to Liam 99% of the time, and I only helped my sister because, after all, she had my nephew. I didn't go to the wedding, and I always made it very clear that it wasn't a relationship I would support, but they're free. So I told her that I didn't feel comfortable giving her the money for this, as it involves Liam, her and their relationship specifically, so I would rather help in some other way renovate the house, pay off debts, refurbish the house, and that I would take double care that the money didn't go to that. She started screaming, telling me to get over something that had nothing to do with me and that was years ago, and that I was treating her and my other sister differently because of the past. We argued a lot, and I decided to create a fund for my godson that only he could handle at age 18 instead of helping her. Well, this created even more mess because she claims that I helped everyone but her and that I was cruel in denying helping her have another child when they can't naturally. I really don't feel comfortable doing this. Am I the jerk? Admittedly, it might come off as like appearing biased, but the bottom line is it's OP's inheritance and OP's money. And I think OP's goal was always to help out where they see fit, not just give them the money to use as they necessarily want. I think it's just circumstance that everybody else that got some of the money used it for reasons that OP would willingly approve of. Frankly, giving it to your nephew? That's a darn good choice. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from random47017. Am I the jerk for refusing to put my husband's name on the title of my house? First, some important info. I, 30-year-old female, have been married to my husband, 34-year-old male, for 8 years now. We live in a culture where you never combine your finances after marriage. Some do, but they're the exception to the rule. Also, in the event of a divorce, there's nothing like common property or anything like that. You keep what you bought and anything that has your name on it. We met while we were studying, graduated the same year, have the same primary income, I do some freelance work, we're so in tune in everything except how to spend money, and he likes to travel while I'm a homebody. Since the first day of marriage, I proposed that we shared the expenses, rent, utilities, groceries, cleaning lady, equally, even though culturally the man is responsible for all of them, then we should have a savings account to save for a house. He didn't want to save for a house. He said that his money is better spent on experiences. 
in any way there's nothing wrong with renting until we're in our 50s, then we can buy a house. In the end, we agreed to have a shared account for expenses, then whatever is left is ours to do with what we want. He tends to take at least two weekend trips with his friends, staying in expensive hotels, going to concerts. Also, even though I cook almost every meal at home, most times he would just order out for lunch or dinner. I also go on weekend trips with my friends, but they're more day trips to the beach, hiking in the mountains, scuba diving. Each trip costs less than a tenth of what his trips do. Well, I've been saving for all of these eight years, and now I'm about to close on a small apartment and pay it in full. No interest or monthly payments. The plan is to live there, save what I'm used to saving, plus what I used to spend on rent, buy a bigger house, and rent this apartment for extra income. And now he wants me to add his name to the deed. I flat out told him no. He didn't want to save. He didn't put a cent towards the house. So his name doesn't go on the deed. I also told him that I plan to buy a bigger house and now that he doesn't have to pay rent, he can save and put his share towards the next house. Then he can have his name on the deed of the house. Well, he called me a jerk, said that this is not what it meant to be married, and took some days off to go on a trip to cool off. I don't think I'm the jerk, but I also tend to be stubborn when it comes to what I perceive as financial irresponsibility. So, am I the jerk? P.S. I'm not a miser. I still paid for dates, bought him gifts just because I see something he might like, went on one expensive trip a year with him, usually abroad, etc. I just saved a lot too. I think whether you agree to share your finances or have them split, the real issue here is that OP's husband isn't putting anything into this stuff and still expecting to partially own it. OP's definitely not the jerk here. And if I was OP, I wouldn't know whether to be like outraged or just flat out disappointed in the ridiculous assumptions from the husband. Our next story is from AITA Throwaway 287. Am I the jerk for taking away my daughter's birthday gift that I don't think is appropriate? I'm 41 year old female. My daughter Annie, 16 year old female, recently celebrated her birthday and we had a small party at home with her friends and a few relatives. My boyfriend Sam, 30-year-old male, also came along and he gave Annie a bunch of gifts. Covers and charms for her phone, a gift card, and a couple of adult thriller novels. She's a big reader. It's the last of the gifts that I had an issue with. I don't think it was appropriate for Sam to give Annie adult books without going over it with me first. I told Annie that these books weren't appropriate for her, I've read one of them before, and took them away. But she started screaming at me saying that it's her gifts and she can read them if she wants. She's been ignoring me for the past few days. I talked to Sam later about how he did something totally wrong, and now Annie's mad at me, but he said they're just books, and I'm going too far. And we had a bit of an argument over it. I don't think what I did was wrong, but Annie and Sam think otherwise, so am I the jerk? Without knowing exactly like what the contents of these books are, I'm gonna say OP is the jerk. Even you know if there is action or I don't know, I guess you could say gruesome acts from the villains in these stories, honestly I feel like 16 years old is kind of reasonable to read an adult thriller book. It's not like he bought her some Fabio having cover romance novel. It's like letting your kid watch a James Bond movie but also dialing it down because it's written in a book. You're not actually even seeing any of this stuff. This next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend fat and lazy after he criticized me for not working out? 
I typically work out four to five times a week, and my boyfriend doesn't. He doesn't work out at all, doesn't even walk his dog. I walk him when I come over. I've asked him to come work out with me many, many times, and he always comes up with an excuse. I do high intensity interval training twice a week and go for a run two times a week and maybe go for a hike on the weekend. My boyfriend was big when we met, but he's gotten bigger when we started dating. I'm not sure how much he weighs, but he's a 4XL in shirts and he's about 5'11". He eats terrible and his doctors informed him his blood pressure is high, but he hasn't done anything about it. I recently started a new workout called Inferno. It's brutal and I go twice a week. Last week I was PMSing pretty hard and my period was due. I'm on the slim side and if I work out too hard or lose too much weight, I lose my period, so I decided to skip my workout. My boyfriend asked why I wasn't going to my workout when after work I came over, and I said I was tired and wanted to give my body a rest. He huffed and told me I was being lazy and being tired wasn't an excuse. My mouth was hanging out and I shot back that he never works out and always uses being tired as an excuse. He got angry and told me he doesn't have to work out, but I chose to, so skipping it was being lazy. I laughed about it, pointed out his high blood pressure and him putting on weight, and told him if he doesn't have to work out, and if I'm lazy for skipping one workout, then he's way more lazy for skipping years worth of workouts he should have done. He yelled that I was a witch, and I had enough, so I walked out. It's been a week and he's texted me a few times, but I've not bothered to read them because I'm so pissed at him. I think OP's not the jerk here, and I think there's a really unhealthy dynamic going on here. It sounds to me like OP works out honestly quite a lot, and the boyfriend being 4XL, I'm not even being rude, like you have to be eating a lot to actually get to a 4XL. Like I'm talking, the boyfriend probably eats like four to 5,000 calories a day at least. Wearing a 4XL is legitimately in like absolutely high risk health territory. Like there has to be some kind of like emotional abuse element to what this guy is saying. I'm not huge on saying anybody should break up with anybody, but if there was ever one to just walk away from and leave in the past, I feel like this would be one. Our next story is from National Law 6665. Am I the jerk for sleeping on my weekends? Me, 35, have a stepdaughter, 13, who spends every other weekend at my home. My husband and I have three kids, four months, two years, and four years. My baby is super fussy. It's been really bad. The doctor said she's okay, she's really colicky. She cries all night long. The past few months have been a nightmare, working all day, no sleep at night. I'm a super light sleeper. I've been canceling our weekends with my stepdaughter so my husband and I can catch up on sleep. My stepdaughter decided to blast us on social media. She said, my dad and stepmom can't even take care of the kids they have, yet they keep having more. So much for a reliable, loving parent, followed by my husband's family asking her what's wrong. She lets them know that we keep canceling on her time. It's not just her time, it's also her dad's. It's been a very difficult situation for both of us. My in-laws are now saying that we're the jerks in the situation. They stopped helping us with the younger kids altogether. Am I the jerk here? I feel like it's just circumstances. No one asks for a colicky baby. I mean, I get it. I feel for them being tired and not getting enough sleep. But I think you're the jerks for canceling on your own kid. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I mean, less so to OP, and you know, it's their stepdaughter, but OP's partner canceling on their own daughter to see them on just a weekend? It's not like they're trying to come over every single day in the week. The kid feels neglected. What more can you say? Can you blame them? They're 13 years old. They only see their dad every weekend. And even then they're saying, nope, sorry, this weekend's not good as well. Gotta catch up on sleep, you know? How do you think that looks to them? This next story is from throwaway37282282. Am I the jerk for laughing in my mother's friend's face when she told me to go to my room? I, 25-year-old female, don't speak to my mother, like, at all. I had to go to my mother's house today to pick up an important document that I left behind when I moved out seven years ago. As soon as I got to the house, my mother suddenly had a massive emergency and realized that it was apparently her friend's funeral today, and she completely forgot about it. I couldn't help but internally roll my eyes as there's always some drama, hence why I've gone no slash very low contact. She asked me if I would watch my two younger brothers, 7 and 11, whilst she went to the funeral, and I said absolutely not as it's my only day off, I have plans, and I have no relationship with them due to my mother stopping them from seeing me for years. I just wanted to get my birth certificate and leave. My mother asked her friend if she would babysit and asked me to stay for 10 minutes until her friend came. I didn't even get the opportunity to say no before my mother left the house. I was seething but resolved to wait 10 minutes. My mother's friend turned up and started berating me for not agreeing to look after my brothers whilst my mother went to the funeral. I said, I don't have anything to do with my mother. It's my day off work and I'm under no obligation to look after anyone else's children. My mother's friend then told me to go to my room. I laughed in her face and started to leave the house. And she asked me where I was going, and I told her, my room, at my apartment that I pay for with my big girl job, because I'm an adult, not a child. And don't ever speak down on me like that again. And I left. My mother's left me loads of messages and missed calls saying that I'm the jerk for the way I spoke to her friend. I do admit I look kinda young, but I'm still not happy with the way my mother's friend spoke to me. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk, and regardless if you were 15 or 25, I still think it would be extremely weird and maybe even inappropriate for your mother's friend to say, go to your room, when they don't even know you at all. How do they just expect to have that kind of power over you? 
like as if you would be afraid and subservient to them when it's your first time even seeing them. This next story is from Fantastic Gymnastic 69 Am I the jerk for locking the door to my home so my husband's friend couldn't come in? My husband's friend has been living with us for about 6 months now. When my husband presented the idea to me about him moving in, I was hesitant but he was determined to get him out of the streets. Fast forward to the present day, his friend got a part-time job at FedEx and quit a couple of weeks ago because he didn't like how his supervisor was talking to him. He doesn't contribute anything to our home, doesn't help cook, clean, or watch our children. Our oldest girl keeps an eye out on our toddler more than he does. He'll go into our office and spark up some weed no matter how many times I tell him and my husband that he needs to do that outdoors. Yesterday, I hit my breaking point. I wasn't feeling well as I had a migraine, three of our kids had dentist appointments. I don't know about you guys, but getting kids out of the door can be challenging regardless, let alone when you're feeling sick from your head pounding non-stop. I go outside with our kids to see that my car was gone. He took my car to go smoke with his co-worker. My husband was at work. Furious wasn't the word to describe it. I immediately went back inside and tried to call him. No answer. I then called my husband where he sighed like he was so annoyed with me and said he would call him. I tried explaining to my husband that I'm at my wits end. We have six kids and I get no help from him or his friend. He sleeps on our couch and doesn't even fold his blanket up in the morning. My husband proceeds to tell me that I'm overreacting and that I need to calm down. I ended up locking my front door and refused to open it until my husband got home. However, when he got home, he didn't try to come inside. He took a picture of our door, went on Instagram and told the world, have you ever been locked out of your own home? I lost it. I feel like I've been more than patient and I can't do it anymore. I don't get help or basic respect in my own home and I'm constantly gaslit. My husband has a history of getting extremely angry and scary, so I told him he needed to wait until our children were asleep in bed before coming in as I was afraid he would come in irate, lashing out in front of them like before. Am I the jerk for how I handled this? I think OP is especially not the jerk here, and frankly it's worrisome when it got towards the end of the story and OP said, My husband has a history of getting extremely angry and scary, to the point where they want to put the kids to bed before letting them in the house. Apparently OP actually went and got an MPO, a military protection order, which means the husband can now no longer get close to them. It's great because nobody deserves to be in an abusive relationship. Our next story is from Dolehandle7586. Am I the jerk for forcing my father to pay child support? My father is a jerk. When he got my mother pregnant, he wanted her to quit her job and just stay home to be a good little wife and mother. He's very well off due to a trust fund and he doesn't really need to work. My mother refused and divorced him. Because of a prenup she got very little and he moved back to Europe. His parents never knew about me and my mother had a good profession and I never really wanted for anything. My grandmother and grandfather, her mom and dad, were awesome and I got to spend my summers exploring the wilds of western Canada with them. My father never paid the child support he should have. Like I said, it didn't really matter. My mom makes good money and she gave me a great life as a child. So the point of this post I'm, female 28, getting married. I met the love of my life, male 31, at university, and we've been together for 8 years. He is a wonderful person, and he really is my lobster. Sorry, friends reference. 
His family is from the same city as my father, and they're a huge, rambunctious bunch. Because a lot of intermingled business and personal relationships, my parental grandparents found out about my impending wedding, and me, I suppose. They've been in contact and want to come to Canada to meet me and my fiancé, who I guess is a grandson of an acquaintance of theirs? Small world. When they found out that my father had basically abandoned me to fend for myself in this world, this is honestly how they see it, they were pissed to say the least. It's very funny because we're decidedly upper middle class here. So long story short, they had their lawyer calculate the amount of child support my father should have paid with interest and the cost of my post-secondary education. Then, they gave me this as a gift. What I didn't know was that it came out of my father's yearly draw on his trust fund. He is furious because it obviously was a sizable amount, and it'll very much affect his finances for at least the next two years. He may need to, gasp, get a job. He's been contacting me and telling me that his current wife and children will be negatively affected if I don't give him back this money. I don't really need it, and I guess I am entitled to it, and I'm getting a trust fund now as well. But I really want to pay off any debt my mother may have and make sure that when she retires, she can do whatever suits her fancy. I'm not giving it back. Am I the jerk? I think as far as everything's concerned, OP was entitled to that money. And it is so funny to hear the father say, My current wife and children will be affected. Well, maybe you should have thought of that before you went and affected your original wife and children. This next story is from Throwaway Gay House 200. Am I the jerk for not letting my cousin get married in the family summer house for free? Okay, so I'm looking for outside opinions here. I can preface with the idea that I don't think I'm a jerk here. My partner, however, thinks it's a difficult situation and thought this would be a good idea since she lurks here all the time and a lot of the responses are good. So I'm a 28-year-old woman. I'm gay, important to the story. Now, my mother is a single mother. She comes from a big, conservative Christian family. My mom was easily the black sheep. She had me at 16, which in itself was a big issue for my grandfather. We lived with my grandparents until my mother at age 25 came out as gay. That was the limit for my grandfather and he disowned my mother and my mom cut off all contact with her family. Now, my grandparents were rich. Not extreme, but they had a lot of money, especially a big summer house. I say that, but it's a really big house with beautiful scenery next to a beautiful lake. It was laid down by my grandfather's father and has since been improved upon and renovated. It's been somewhat of a family retreat where all my uncles, aunts, and cousins visit regularly during the summer. I visited twice when I was younger and I loved it. Sadly, when COVID hit, my grandfather and my mother sadly passed away. Now, this made my grandmother reach out to me and I liked that. She wanted to make it up as much as she could. Sadly, last year she passed away as well. She left token sums to all her children and grandchildren, but in compensation, she also left me the summer house. I made it into an Airbnb and I've been making a lot of cash from it. Obviously, this made the rest of my family furious because they could no longer visit during the summer, prime season. But again, I don't know them or my cousins. Here is where I might be the jerk. My aunt reached out to me the other week telling me, not asking, that her daughter had planned to have her wedding there next summer. She's been dreaming of it since she was a child and apparently it's the designated family wedding spot. The house has been hired out for weddings before since there is room for a venue and lots of rooms for guests to stay over. 
Now, I told my aunt that that wasn't possible because the week she wanted to have her wedding was already booked. But I said if she wanted a different date, she could put down the deposit for what I charged for a wedding and book a different date. Now she was furious and asked if I was actually serious in charging my family to have their wedding there. And I just said, I don't know them. I haven't met them in person since I was like six. And yes, I would because weddings bring in a lot of money. Her family's been blowing up my phone and social media calling me a jerk. So am I the jerk? I mean, I get why it might be upsetting to them, but I don't think it makes OP the jerk. Like OP said, they don't know them. And personally, they got a really good thing going right now just as the Airbnb setup. And our final story of the day is from Ornery Entrepreneur 90. Am I the jerk for telling my cousin, I don't care that she has three years left to live? I know the title sounds awful, but hear me out. I have a second cousin called Jane. She's very close with my parents. We aren't close because she's always been kind of mean to me, but as we live in the same city, and my parents often work long hours, she often accompanied me to extracurricular activities by taking the bus with me downtown, as she was the only one available. I got her a nice Christmas gift this year with the allowance I saved up, so I don't think I've been ungrateful for what she's done for me. I'd also like to note that I'm not that young, 16-year-old female. It's just my parents are weird about public transport because I'm very small and a girl, and my mom was often harassed on the bus when she was young. Jane was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer recently and was given an estimate of three years left. Ever since she received the news, she's often done things like cutting in long lines and asking for discounts normally only available to service workers with the phrase, I've only got three more years, we gotta make them good. Recently my parents asked Jane to escort me on a flight to visit my family who lived in another state for two weeks. I had never flown alone before, so the deal was that Jane would fly with me there and show me how things worked, return home without me, and then I would fly home alone after I knew how. My parents covered everything plus some nice skincare for Jane as a thank you. On the flight, she stretched out her knees and legs onto the seat in front of us. When the person understandably turned around to complain, she used this stupid excuse about the three years to live thing again. The person said they were sorry about that, but to please put her legs in her own space. She kicked her legs around a bit and then put them so her knees were resting on the back of the seat in front of us. I told her she was acting childish, and she said that she deserves to be comfortable in her last years of life. I then told her that me and others around her don't care about her living life to the fullest at the expense of others. She was really quiet for the rest of the flight and I feel horrible. I know I could have phrased it nicer, but I was sick of her being a jerk to random people. So am I the jerk and how much? I think OP's not the jerk here. Obviously, I think just about anybody would feel bad for the cousin. And I feel like there's a lot of situations where considering the cousin's condition, people might be willing to give some extra convenience or some discounts but I think it's highly inappropriate to go around saying, I've only got three years left, you gotta give me this. Hey, do you have any discounts for anybody? I've got three years left to live, you better just give me that. It's complicated, cause like, I get it. Three years left to live sucks. But you can't like, weaponize it as like a guilt trip tool to try to get everything you want, and also to be able to like, literally step all over people. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. 
Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.